Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea Time Reports. Really appreciate everyone for tuning back into another episode of the USFL coverage on this podcast. There's a lot of news surrounding this league, the success that this league has had throughout two seasons going into its third. Um, there's obviously a lot of merger news with um, the U- uh, the XFL. Um, and there's so much still to come out of that that we have not heard yet. Um and there's obviously going to be more you know, news-related episodes regarding that information. And I will you know, definitely stay on top of it to the best of my ability. Make sure you all are following us on all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports. At anywhere you can find TikTok, Instagram, Threads, X slash Twitter. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well at Tea Time Reports. All the support is greatly appreciated. I can't preface that enough. Um, it is... Uh, you know, very nice to see more and more people, you know, continue to tune in, rate the show. Make sure you are following the show on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, that also really helps us get out there a little more. Now, moving into some of the player signings and uh, re-signings, if you will, for the USFL. Since last episode, there's been a bunch of guys coming back, which is good to see. The Stallions, the Birmingham Stallions, re-signed cornerback Nate Brooks, a guy that you know, was able to see some NFL action in the preseason with the Browns, did what he could do. You know, he's going to come back down for his third season with the Birmingham Stallions, which is just awesome to see. He's a good corner in this league, and he still has some things to work on for sure, but a guy I can see, you know, potentially getting back to that next level. He still has the speed. He has all the attributes you could ask for out of a corner. He has the size. He has that competitiveness and that nature in him to where he's not going to shy down from, you know, contact but um, definitely a corner to continue to watch out for in the USFL. And the New Orleans Breakers re-signed wide receiver Jonathan Adams. This is a guy that continuously makes acrobatic catches. He's a high point guy, really good route runner. Not the fastest, but he doesn't need to be. He's sure-handed, and he's always going to go for the ball. He's not. He has a high motor. He's not going to let things like you know kind of fly by him. He's always jumping. He's always trying to do something to uh, make a play, and that's something I've always admired about Jonathan Adams, and he's been one of my favorite players in this league since the revamp season in 2022, and honestly, he might be the best New Orleans breaker uh, in this modern day and age of the USFL, in my personal opinion. He is a playmaker. Him and Johnny Dixon next to each other are very, very good, Um, and then the New Orleans breakers also re-signed defensive end, um, gosh, excuse me. Ari St. Amour, excuse me, bro, you've been a, a terrific defensive end for the Breakers, always a playmaker, getting those pressures, sacks as well, top five in sacks for two seasons in a row, a really good part of that New Orleans Breakers defense, and a guy that I'm going to be looking forward to watching in his third season in the USFL, definitely a playmaker off the edge, um, he has the strength, he has the hand movements and the bull rush ability and a guy that I firmly enjoy watching. The Breakers also re-signed defensive tackle Connor Christian, another guy that kind of fought besides uh, St. Amour, and you know it's good to see the continuity and the chemistry continue to be brought back together um, so that these guys can build a relationship and you know kind of work off each other in a sense. It's good to see. It really is. The Birmingham Stallions also signed offensive lineman Isaac... Uh, Weaver from Old Dominion, uh, which is a pretty cool signing that they're bringing in some more O-line talent. Um, They also re-signed 
offensive lineman Cole uh, Cabril, as well as offensive lineman Christian, um, I think, DeLaw out of Illinois. So I think he may actually, I think that's a rookie for the league uh, out of Illinois. Um, but Cole Cabral, he's been there before. The Philadelphia Stars also bring back a massive name, in my opinion, a brother of a very talented NFL player in Penny Sewell. Gabriel Sewell is brought back to the Philadelphia Stars, a very full sound linebacker, a guy that they moved up on the line when needed to be. Uh, you know, he's a he's a very high motor player, a guy that he kind of reminds me of Frank Ginda when he plays, just a really good tackler, always on his on his assignment. He just lacks the size uh, of a traditional NFL player. That's the only reason he's not there. He has the mind for it. He has all the attributes. But one of those things where I think if he's able to continue to do what he's doing in the USFL, he can actually develop into a very solid player overall. But uh, definitely a guy I enjoyed watching for two seasons in the USFL. Glad he's going to be coming back to the Philadelphia Stars to continue that um that career and that legacy he's building there, uh, you know, with Case Cookus in a sense. And then another re-signing, and probably the biggest one so far, um, the Birmingham Stallions re-signed wide receiver Victor Bolden Jr., the 2022 USFL Championship MVP, uh, had a phenomenal championship game with the Stallions in the first season. Um, and then, you know, he left and he went to the Renegades, won a championship with the XFL, now he's coming back, so he's really about to, you know, go back to back to back, and that's pretty awesome. He's seen some uh, NFL camps and stuff, and some preseason time with the Cardinals, I think as well as the, with the Browns. But he's a very dynamic, shifty player. Um, definitely deserves to be on an NFL roster, in my opinion. Um, and I'm glad that he's back with the, his original USFL team. Skip Holtz is probably fucking ecstatic. Him and Marlon Williams next to each other again. That's something I, I love to see. Um, then the Michigan Panthers signed offensive lineman uh, Chim Okorafor. I, I probably butchered that. But he's out of a Benedictine and really genuinely um, a fun player to be paying attention to because he was a rookie. Um, they did draft him. The Panthers did, I think, in the ninth round, if I'm not mistaken. So that's pretty awesome to see that, you know, kind of pan out well in, in a good manner. Um, when it's all said and done, will these draft picks be able to put in a lot of that work and, uh, you know, maintain reps and, you know, make an impact on the roster? I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, as far as some of the, you know, really nice draft picks, Levi Bell, Jordan Ferguson, who are in NFL practice squads and in NFL buildings right now, Looks like the rookies do pan out in this league, and you know some of the guys that do fall through the cracks genuinely deserve a shot too. And we see that you know day in and day out with this league. And um, no re- no signings to the NFL from the this last episode or anything, but you know genuinely to be expected. We're still kind of relatively early in the season, and you know if there's any injuries and stuff, we might see some guys called up to the practice squad. But you know as of right now, still nothing new on that front. But uh, merger news, it looks like Daryl Johnson's going to be the head of this new entity, which is pretty awesome. Um, He is kind of that guy you want running things. He's making the right business decisions, making the right calls, you know, advancing spring football in general. And I think that that's huge for the league, and I think it's huge for football. 
Um, and obviously we're hearing a lot of, you know, kind of whispers and stuff here and there about the structuring, about the teams, what's going to happen, who's going to be in it. I think it's going to be six and six from each league, or they might do, they might do eight and six, who knows? We, we are not 1000% sure yet, but we are for sure about the fact that they are most likely going to be calling this league the NSFL National Spring Football League, which is pretty cool. I would prefer, and I agree with Mark Thompson, shout out to Mark, um, with keeping it at the as the USFL, it's a historic league, and they've built they've built it up for two years. Why try and rebrand it? It might not work in that sense, and it might fail. So I actually do I do agree with the fact that it should probably stay the USFL. They're doing the merchandise, they're doing the trading cards. You know, they're built they built up this league, and they won. They are they're absorbing the XFL and all of the players and staff and teams. Because they just financially outplayed them, they outplayed them viewership-wise, and just overall produced a cleaner product. And you know, I just kind of wanted to stay the same in that regard. But either way, I'm incredibly excited for what's to come. There's a lot of overall speculation on some of the news regarding you know what's going to happen to some of the teams, what's going on with the hubs. But you know, a lot of the coaches, specifically Jaron Horton from the Pittsburgh Maulers, he's very adamant on the hub system. Um, being, you know, kind of a testament to it for this league to work and survive. They will need to save money for the first couple seasons, and I get it. I really do. Um, I just hope that, you know, at some point we can start seeing some, you know, home marketing for some of the teams that haven't been able to play in front of their home uh, home fields and stadiums and cities yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to see some of that built up a little more, a little quicker. Um, but to, to the extent that it's gotten now, I think that, you know, you couldn't have asked for a better operational and logistical, you know, win from the USFL. I think that it proves that not only spring football works, but it shows that the NFL could definitely use a counterpart in the springtime. People all across the world, especially in America, want to see want to see football year round. They don't, you know, a lot of people don't like watching hockey or or golf or baseball or basketball. They want to they want to watch football. Give it to them. Why not? You know, and if they can produce a large quality product and make it kind of grand scheme and make it epic and fuck it bro it's going to work because America loves football for sure and one country likes it another country will like it but overall if they can just nail this in the coffin here in this next season and i i think i'm i think i'm pretty adamant on spring football in general i think i have been this entire time but i think this will be a you know a new league for us to all enjoy you know for the next god knows what 20 25 30 years maybe forever it might might be a new big thing you never know could be legitimately history in the making in front of our eyes and it's really good for the game of football if you love football then you should love this in my opinion i'm gonna grab a little sip of my beverage bear with me i'll say one thing about doing uh you know podcasts or radio or you know youtube Man, if you are not hydrated, you're not going to last, you know. Your voice is going to, you know, give up on you. Um, but getting into some more of the ner- the merger um, discussions here, and there's some news regarding it for sure. Um, it, it, the, the USFL officially files for National Spring Football League. The NSFL trademarks, they actually specifically filed for 22 different trademarks today. Um, according to the usflnewsroom.com, which is pretty awesome. I, I, you know, pretty awesome that this website's gone as far as it has. Um, just shout out to those guys operating it for sure. 
but it looks like they uh, trademarked the NSFL um, audio and video recording, video recording uh, featuring football multimedia files authenticated by NFTs, bags, purses, wallets, umbrellas, uh, nap uh, sacks, and backpacks, clothing, footwear, and headwear, broadcasting services, entertainment services, um, namely professional football games and expedition games. Um, and the source was uh, Michael Condus uh, from ESQ. Um, and it's just, it, it's looking like some pretty interesting things are coming out of this development. Um, according to James Larson on uh, PFN on X slash Twitter, um, the USFL and XFL are currently pursuing a new league name in regards to their merger discussions confirmed by multiple sources. Majority development uh, to watch closely, closely if the XFL-USFL merger goes through, it is extremely likely that we see an entirely new brand. To address the rumors surrounding the NSFL brand regarding a USFL-XFL merger, Fox Sports owns the National Spring Football League Enterprises Company, LLC. To correct the statement I made earlier in my article, the NSFL is not currently trademarked. It is rather a subsidiary of Fox Sports that owns the USFL brands. So what pretty much that means and what I'm taking from that is that the National Spring um, Spring Football League, it it could be there, there's a chance that it could actually be the new entity name, the new brand. You know, it, there's a chance of that. But from what my understanding is that it it might just be kind of a concept that they're making. They might push out some merchandising and they might. I'm not sure what they're doing with this because it still seems like it says that Fox owns the rights and the the enterprises and the LLC of NSFL. But it's a it's a subsidiary brand of the USFL, so it's something under the USFL umbrella. I'm not sure. I mean, the more and more I read at it here, I mean, I'm kind of just I'm getting the vibe it might stay the same. But again, I'm not sure if it, this has been discussed. But something I've um, this according to uh, at the ref says uh, on tw- Twitter slash X. I'm not sure if this has been discussed, but here's something I've been able to confirm. If the merger doesn't happen, the USFL will play Season 3 as expected. Um, no confirm, no confirmation on the XFL, though, so that's something kind of scary. Um, nothing is set in stone as of now. In fact, this trademark might not mean anything in the long term of a merger. Um, that being said, this is a story to watch even more closely moving forward. What are your thoughts on the National Spring Football League branding? Do you think the NSFL is too close to the NFL? Let us know down in the comments below. Join your conversation on Discord. Definitely, I'm going to say this. If you're able to put up with like toxicity and some bullshit on the Discord, just with a bunch of cock riders, definitely check out the USFL Discord. But if you're just trying to you know learn up on some ball, just follow the USFL Newsroom account or James Larson, PFN, or uh, McLuke Miller on Twitter. They're very phenomenal about the uh, the USFL's news. Or just follow us, because we're just as good. Um, but no, like that, that is something to think about in the long-term you know, term aspect of things, is are they going to genuinely rebrand this league if they do merge? I personally don't think that they should, mainly for the pure fact alone that you know they've built up the USFL for two seasons, they don't need to kind of tear at it and tear it away. 
Um, it's not a Band-Aid or anything. The XFL, in fact, is a Band-Aid. Um, I think they should just acquire the assets of the XFL, get rid of four to six teams, keep two for sure, like Seattle and Washington, um, or like Seattle and Orlando or something, or two West Coast teams on that side. Or, you know, maybe keep four, but just acquire the assets, the players, the talent, the staffing, which is going to be key. Um, and then obviously you get whatever's in the vault, but they lost $60 million in season one. So it's not like you're getting much capital by the acquisition of the XFL. In fact, you're getting a deficit, but, um, obviously the USFL has done, like it's, it's done wonders in its first two seasons compared to the XFL's model. Um, and the business models are night and day difference. And that's why the XFL is essentially folding and being absorbed by the USFL. But, um, I really do hope that they don't rebrand the league. I hope it stays as the USFL. I hope they rebrand and relocate some of the XFL teams being acquired. I think that's something they should do. Definitely get rid of the Under Armour uniforms. They're trash. Um, Straight trash. I prefer the USFL's uniform and look 10 times more than the XFL. Um, But that's just my personal opinion, obviously. But, you know, don't keep the Brahmas. Don't keep the three Texas teams. Keep the gamblers in Houston. Take over the Houston hub, and you know maybe put a team. Maybe keep the Dallas team, but it, you don't need four teams in Texas. They're gonna. They have a lot of work to do logistically if they're gonna try and make this thing really roll going into next season. But me personally, I think that season three will be played by the USFL as it stands, and the XFL might be able to push out of season two. But I'm not too sure. But I do think that they'll probably wait until next offseason to pull the trigger on this completely to get everything right when it comes down to team names, uniforms, you know, where teams will be located, staffing, player allocation, a draft, you know, maybe a new format for the season, maybe a different division format. They're going to have to go through every aspect of the league to try and make this work. Um, and the scheduling, there, there's so much to have to dive into and go in depth on. Um, and we'll see what they can do with it. This could either go, you know, horribly wrong or horrifyingly right. Um, and, in, and, you know, in my opinion, I, I hope, you know, I, I hope that it, it does go right. You know, for the sake of football, for the sake of a lot of these players, I hope it, I hope it goes right. I really do. Because, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome to have this second tier level of football being played in the States the same time as the CFL. Maybe we do like a a continent cup or something. That'd be a cool idea. Um, but overall, like, I just think that it's going to be better for the game. The USFL won. We've been saying it since day one. You know, what, what else are you going to say? Um, another guy, a couple guys I want to shout out though. Uh, Brandon Aubrey for the Dallas Cowboys continues to be that guy for them. You know, when it comes to the kicking position, um, Kevante Turpin really didn't do much the past week, but he's been a part of that offense and hopefully he'll continue to flourish there. Um, other guys I would like to shout out, obviously, um, Alex Magoo. Hopefully he'll, uh, you know, maybe see the field sometime soon, you know? You never know. Shout out to Alex Magoo. But um, also just shout out to Vinny Papali. I was able to talk to him on uh, Fighting Words Radio Network the other the other week, um, asking him some cool questions. Really cool guy, really chill, laid back to earth, and he's ready to go for the next season. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and I'll definitely be talking to him again. Got his contact information. Shout out to my uh, grandpa, Pops, a.k.a. Butch. 
Um, and and we got we got to just you know hope for the best for this league, and obviously, like I said, for the players. These guys deserve a platform for their level of play. They deserve to have that opportunity and that catalyst to get them to the next level. And we should all be able to deserve to watch it and enjoy these new teams and clubs we can root for. Some teams that, that are in places where there's no professional sports team. Fucking go out there and support them. Come on. Like if you're, you're, if you're in Memphis, go out there and support the showboats. If you're in Detroit in springtime, go support the Panthers. I mean, come on. What else are we doing, people? If we're football fans, we're football fans. I'm not trying to yell at y'all, but I'm just saying you got to show some love. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I mean, that's pretty much it for this USFL episode that pretty much t- touched up on all the news points and player signings and stuff like that. Really appreciate you guys out there for tuning in and showing love to the podcast. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports as well as uh, YouTube at Tea Time Reports as well. Um, and we really hope you appreciate the USFL coverage Tea Time Reports here brings you. And shout out to all the boys and everyone a part of the team putting in that work and making this podcast possible. It is greatly appreciated, but it would not be possible without any of you out there tuning in right now. So wherever you are, whenever you are, however you are listening to this podcast, you know, we appreciate you over here. And this is Trevor, and I'm signing off. Take care, everyone. Peace.